really struggled these last few months. I felt like I had no inspiration, didn't know my next step, felt extremely directionless. I feel like I was walking around being like, what is my purpose? And then overnight, it shifted almost instantly. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plebiak. Let's do this. Today we're talking about transition. Transitions in life. We're talking about being in the middle of those transitions and the truth of those transitions (laughs) and just how challenging they can be. Have you ever felt like, okay, I am going in a different direction. Like when you're living life, you're doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, quickly, energy, people, relationships, things just shift. Maybe you have a shift. Maybe you start being like, wait a minute. This thing, this season, this time, this friendship, this job, this career, this whatever it might be, it starts to change. It starts to feel different. It starts to, the way you show up and it feels different. Relationships, maybe it's a place you live, wherever it might be, a season in your business, a season in your profession. Maybe you're trying to think of somewhere else to go. Transitions. Transitions are challenging to navigate. And then oftentimes what ends up happening is there's this great transition and then there's this middle time after the transition where you're kind of like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not where I was, but I sure as hell am not where I'm going. And this middle in between might just choke the life out of me. (laughs) And that's what we're going to talk about today because I think a lot of people are actually in this exact place. They're, they, maybe, maybe you're somebody who's, you know, built something incredibly great and you have this foundation laid and you've been putting in time and you've been putting in energy and you've been, you know, investing, 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 but you are different. Something is changing. Something is shifting. Maybe it's the way in which you've been showing up. Maybe it's the energy that you've been putting out. Maybe it's relational dynamics surrounding said workspace. And, you know, like I said, relationships, something is shifting. Okay, something is shifting. And we're going to talk about those shifts today. We're going to talk about this thing called transition and, and transitions in, in, in all kinds of dynamics. Because gang, if I have gone through anything over the last year, it has been transitions. It's been so many transitions. And I think some of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we don't do a great job with change. I'm pretty adaptable. I'm to environments. Like I can, you know, I can pick up and go live in another city and like figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm pretty adaptable. But I think when it comes to especially relational shifts or financial shifts or, you know, things that that affect more of like the, you know, control of our life or the sense of control, I think that it it can really overwhelm me. And I think that I've been paying very close attention to a lot of you talking um, and I'm picking up on these themes of, 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 there's a lot of people in transition right now, transition, and it's painful. It's a painful place to be. It's a confusing place to be. And I think the thing that's the most overwhelming about transition is that it can happen almost overnight. 
It can happen almost overnight. I kid you guys not. I kid you guys not. I have been walking around the last, you know, six months being like, I'm having a midlife crisis. (laughs) I think I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm like, I'm having a midlife crisis right now. This is what they talk about. And uh, your identity gets all clogged up in it and you start to feel like you're losing your salt. And of course, my best friend who came to visit me last month, you know, only furthered this idea. Guys, she told me this crazy thing that I'm going to tell you today. Uh, Her name's Becca. She's my my best friend. She literally been best friends for like, God, almost like 13 years now. She came to visit me and I, I was like, I think I'm having a midlife crisis. Like I told her, I was like, I think I'm having a midlife crisis. She's like, oh yeah, me too. I'm, like, I'm totally having a midlife. I was like, I was like, but wait, like, are we midlife? Like, we're not midlife. Like, I'm only 33. Like, I thought midlife was 50. Do you know what she told me? You're gonna love this. Some of you guys are gonna love this. Some of you, this is either gonna make you feel incredibly awesome or or horrible. <laughs> so, so let's hope for the best. Okay. So but what my buddy told me is if you take your year of your age and then you times it by two, and if you passed away and people would be like, oh yeah, like, you know, she had a great life. Like if it wouldn't shock you, if that person passed away, then you're midlife. And I said, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what, what do you mean? She said, well, take your year, take, you know, 33 times it by two, you'd be 66. And she goes, you know, 66, like, yeah, she, yeah, I mean, maybe a little early, but you know, she, she did great. And I looked at her and I said, why the hell did you tell me this? It's all I could think about. So some of you guys, maybe if you're younger and you're listening to this, you know, if you're 20, 21, 22, you know, 40, yeah, you're, you're nowhere near midlife. That would be, that would be horribly devastating. Anyone passing away is devastating. But when I did the math, I was like, yeah, times my current life age, I'll be almost 70. So I'm midlife gang. I'm, I am midlife and I've been having a midlife crisis. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to In It, where we can process our midlife crises. Holy crap. Anyway, so I've, I've been, I've been totally having my own midlife crisis. And a lot of it has come through this, <laughs> through this time of transition. Okay. Transition. And I've been reading a lot about transition and I've been trying to understand it so much because it really does hold a lot of weight. And I think there's a lot of lies about transition. I think there's a lot of things that are true about transition. And I just kind of want to speak to some of these today. And I want to be referencing someone who I highly respect um, he has no idea who I am. <laughs> His name is Craig Cooney. And he is this unbelievably talented, gifted. Um, I, I don't even know like what his official title is, but his Instagram is called The Daily Prophetic. And um, he just is, a, I think he's a pastor uh, out maybe in Scotland or the UK. Uh, he's this incredible pastor that is uh, just somebody that I have been following for a little while now. And he references these amazing insights to your season. And and I'm always so blown away by his timing. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, I'm like, man, this guy's got some really good things to say, right? But his timing, especially for me over these last six months, has been utterly divine. And I'm really blown away by what he has to offer. And so I'm going to be referencing um, some of what he has been sharing from um, his Instagram. 
uh, on the six stages of transition because I've been finding how important these are in, in my own process. And I want to share them with you when it comes to, so I'll be referencing him a lot here today. Um, this is taken from his book called The Blueprint, and it's 40 Days of Prophetic Wisdom, Insights, and Direction for the New Era. And gang, I'm no woo-woo person. I ain't woo-woo, but I think this, this uh, he's very spirit-led, and and I, I actually really am blown away by, by this content, and I wanted to offer it to you guys because it's just really good, especially for the times that we're living in. You know, I don't really look to a lot of uh, gurus for information. And honestly, I don't really look to a lot of pastors these days because I just don't agree with what they're doing. Um, But this is just some really good stuff that has, like I said, just been like divine timing where you kind of can't deny the source and it feels good and right and true. And so that's what I'm going to offer with you guys today is just talk a little bit about this and how this plays out into life and and these things that we've been kind of navigating, right? So he he references how with with stages of transition, okay, I'm going to try to cook through these really quick because I want to share kind of you have some ideas around around these concepts. So, so transition. Okay, what is transition? Transition is is disruption. It's 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 disruption in your life. So so you're living your life, you're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden, like things start to feel disrupted. Maybe somebody passes away. Maybe somebody gets sick. Maybe um, you're 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 going through burnout. Maybe somebody's job changes. Maybe you're, you're, you're like, whoa, like all of a sudden the way that things were there aren't that way now. And there's this, this element of disruption that happens. And it's kind of like the beginning of, of transition and disruption can really impact us in, in so many different ways, but what it, how it's kind of like marked is it's usually uncomfortable disruption usually isn't positive. Sometimes disruption is usually negative. It's hard. It's it's challenging. There's something that is a disturbance or a tension or an uneasiness. There's there's something that is this catalyst for things to no longer feel like they're on the same path. And for me personally, that that kind of that that started, you know, probably two years ago for me almost, where I started to feel that like disruption. I'm gonna kind of walk you into like where I'm at currently, what stage I'm at currently, but wherever you are, you might find yourself in one of these stages. Um, and that started for me about two years ago where there was just this like disruption, there was tension, there was like something there. I was just like, oh man, like this is, this is not the path I can keep going down. Like I've got to shift. I've got to, some, this, this can't stay. And so a lot of times we look at something that feels really hard, really challenging, really impossible. That's affecting the course of our life. We get so thrown by it, but really what this is, is this is transition and transition is pushing us into a new direction. And it can feel so uncomfortable to the point of, you know, what am I doing? And 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 just just feeling like super, you know, super uncomfortable. It's like the it's the beginning of like, okay, we're 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 changing, we're going in a different direction. And to know that something is shifting, and the point of it is there's something in your heart that you want to. Like, like basically it's your heart, I believe, or God, or drawing you to something else and something more and something greater. So even though it feels so uncomfortable, that's kind of like where we're going, right? And then he says the second stage is detachment. This is huge. This is huge. So detachment can feel like, you know, a emotional, like detachment. It can start to feel like you're showing up to get it done. Like maybe you're showing up to get get it done, but your heart's not in it anymore. Or like it starts to feel like 
man, this doesn't feel like it once did, you know? And I know that we always say like, we can't be governed by feelings. And, you know, look, if, if you're trying to get something done, <laughs> if you're trying to get something done and you're just kind of like, oh man, I don't feel like doing this today. And then you're saying, oh no, this is transition. No, you, that's not, that's not that. That's just you, you know, being lazy or not wanting to like commit to what's the work that you've got to do. I'm talking about when you're starting to feel like there is a season shift in your life that this detachment starts to happen. And, and really this is like, you know, a time of really getting like radically honest with yourself. You know, maybe you're detaching yourself from relationships. Maybe you're detaching yourself emotionally from, from, from this hard, challenging season. And the, what ends up, what he's referencing is what ends up happening is this older version of you starts to decrease or diminish this older version starts to like detach and maybe who you've been up until now, you're not going to be who you are going forward. Man, did I have that? Who did I have that? I felt like I was this one person for a minute. And then all of a sudden it was just kind of like, this isn't who I am. And I was like detaching instantly from that version. And it really rocked people. People were like, what are you doing? Like lens is not okay. Like lens just seems so moody. Like Oh, like she's so negative. I mean, I've heard it all, gang. No, I was in transition. I was in transition. And I was going in a different direction and I was becoming a different person. But this is often the time that maybe you're not ready to quite let go from what you're doing or from where you're at. So you're kind of just in this middle floating place. It can be really lonely here because you're kind of, you know, starting to feel maybe a little unfulfilled or struggling or just like, eh, like what is this about? but you know, deep down that you've already begun the shift and like, this is the path, you know, <laughs> which leads to the third stage, which he references as uh, separation and separation is freaking brutal. It's, it's not the worst. Guess what? It's not the worst. It's not the worst stage, but it's hard because you have to remove yourself. You have to step away. You have to be like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. And, and, and don't mishear me. Don't mishear me. For some of you, it might be a true like, hey, I'm having a career shift. And that's okay. Like I'm actually having a career shift right now and I'm really excited about it. But I'm, I'm also referencing my episode where I've talked about the all or nothing mindset. Don't, don't miss me on this. Separating yourself from something or shifting into something doesn't necessarily mean it all has to go. I think that that's something that a lot of, a lie that a lot of people believe is that like, well, if I'm going to have a shift or a change, like I have to like let go of everything I've built or I'm not feeling fulfilled in this season. So maybe this means it's wrong. And then that means like the work I'm doing isn't good and this is bad and I need, this isn't what I'm, what I'm meant to be doing. I've gone through that exact process where I felt so discomfort, uh, so much discomfort in a transition season where I was questioning if what I was doing is the thing I should have been doing. And, and, and I thought like, maybe it means I have to walk from it. Well, later on, I realized that that wasn't, that wasn't what was being said, but I had to be open to the shifts that were being put on my heart to create space for those as well. Does that make sense? So don't mishear me that through, you know, this awareness of transition, does it necessarily mean like, oh man, I got to like totally abandon what I've, what I've been investing in just because this, this season feels so uncomfortable for me. I'm not advising that. I'm not saying that that's what you need to do. I'm just saying that separation typically ends up being an exit, a resignation, a removal, an ending. And he says that it may be planned or unplanned. It may be smooth or sharp. Uh, but before we enter next, we have to walk through leaving. 
and uh, in healthy transitions, you know, leaving, even in like the most healthy transitions, leaving or separating or moving forward can be, can be really challenging. And um, typically what this tends to be is that you're attached to, you know, a, a system or a way of, th- of things that have been going and, and that can be a lot of loss and that can be a lot of um, hard times. And in the fallout of that, you could lose, you know, relationships or people can be affected or impacted. And, and gang, I'll be really transparent, you know, over the last, you know, two years, I had a, a separation season. I've had a resignation season and, um, and man, the fallout of that was nothing that I had ever anticipated. It was really hard, you know, on, on both sides. Like I, I, I separated myself from, from people and things that I needed to, you know, people separated themselves from me and, and, both sides of that was really challenging to navigate. It really was because it was like two different angles of the same situation. But what I can zoom out now almost two years later and look at the whole thing is I was like, oh, this was just transition. I wish I would have known that then. I wish I would have known like when I was going through that, that like, man, I'm just transitioning. Like this is all just transition. And I hate how this feels. And while you're going through it, you're like, you know, you know, maybe you're like feeling confident in the transition in the direction that you're shifting in, but then like maybe people are shifting from you and then that's a whole other thing. You know what I mean? Because you weren't anticipating, maybe you weren't anticipating people that you loved or cared for shifting away from you because you were shifting away from something that had nothing to do with them. Does it make sense? Like you were like, okay, I'm going to go and like make this shift that of this situation that I got to get out of, or this is not good for me, or I'm going to move away from this group or these people, but this has nothing to do with X, Y, and Z over here. But then you shift and you begin to separate. And then it completely affects this, these other things that you didn't anticipate for. And you were like, oh my God, like now what's wrong? And it creates all this confusion because you're like, whoa, I, uh, wh- that's not, that's not what I was planning for, or that's not what I meant, or that's not what, oh, now, now I am going into the next stage, which is now I'm stage four, which he said is disorientation. I'm going to argue that disorientation is the worst. I have lived through disorientation for the last year and it has been the worst. It's worse than the separation. It's worse from the detachment. It's worse from anything because you literally are walking blind. Disorientation is walking blind, trying to figure out what the hell you're doing, where you're going, what what does it all mean? What's it all been for? And this has really been where I have spent a ton of time. And I would also argue that this is the middle. This is the middle. Like when I said in the title, you know, the middle, the middle, this middle, what is this I, I was like, I told David, I was like, I feel like I'm living in purgatory. I'm in purgatory. This is like, I'm not where I was. And all these great things that I built, I'm so thankful and grateful for them. And like, I'm not done with these things because they matter and they're here. But I'm, but I, but I know that I I shifted for a reason, but the reason that I shifted for hasn't presented itself yet. And I'm confused and I don't understand. And I don't, I I I tried and I thought I was on this path, but the path is changing and, and I can't see. And you know, I've always, like I said, I've always been so strategic. I've always been like, you know, the, the next stepper. I've always been like six months ahead of trends. I've always been able to be like, oh yeah, here's the next step. Here's the next pattern. Here's the next move. And I spent the last like six and a half months to a year just feeling like, I don't know. I'm going to do an episode about like the next step too, I think. But a lot of people were like, what's next, Lens? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Shut 
up and don't ask me because I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack trying to figure this out. It's like, what's the next thing? And and they don't, they mean well. This isn't throwing shade. <laughs> you know, people mean well. If they're asking you what they're what you're doing, they're, they're, they care, they're interested. It's like, what are you up to? When people used to ask me like, oh, what, what's going on? What's new? You know, I would be like, oh, this pressure, like I've, I don't like, you know, I, I just, am I performing? Am I doing all the things? Like, am I, you know, this idea of success, people are just invested. They're, they're supporting you. They're seeing you do things that nobody else is doing. They're clueless. They don't know the behind the scenes. People mean well. They're not saying that to be like, all right, what's next, Lens? Like, you know, you know, that, that's my issue. That's my inner voice being like, what's next? It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, what's next? It's, it's so overwhelming. It's not others, peop- other people. So don't, don't misconstrue that when people are asking you what's next. They're just genuinely interested in trying to be supportive. But man, the disorientation stage. I felt unsafe physically. I felt unsafe emotionally. I felt unsafe spiritually. I was just kind of like, my head just feels like a top. And I feel like I'm waking up every day and I feel like I'm just pathless. Like, like I've, and, and, and isn't that funny that you could build so much, create so many things, have so many successes and wins. But when you find yourself in this disorientation stage, you can't see it. It's like you can't even, it's like, it doesn't even matter. It's it's like, you. it doesn't even matter when you're in the disorientation stage because you're so focused on knowing that you can't stay doing the same thing you've been doing, but you also don't know the next shift that you have to make because like the future hasn't presented itself yet. So you're just kind of floating. And I've really spent a lot of time in this, in this place, which is what also started this episode where you just feel like you're not who you were, but you're not who you're going to be. And there's this process of, you know, processing all of the last couple of steps. You're processing the, 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 the awakening, you know, you're processing the detachment, you're processing the disruption, you're processing the the separation and all of the fallout from that. For me, this time was a lot of grief disorientation was grief. This middle, the middle has been grief. And, and you know what? That's okay. Grief is really interesting. It's a weird thing. I talked about this with a friend, how like grief actually physically takes like such a toll on your body because you're, um, it, it affects like your overall health. It's like, it, it like actually physically like weighs you down and you have to process it. You have to heal and you have to also allow yourself to deal with the anxiety. So you're like kind of dealing with like anxiety and depression, like in the same hand, because there's this grief and sadness and over what was, right? But you're not where you are. So then there's this anxiety of like, I have to figure it out now because safety, security, like all of those th- themes come up and you're, you're kind of living in this like dual state of feeling so sad, unsure and truly anxious. And there's a lot of uncertainty about the future. At least there was for me in this stage. And, um, it brought a lot of challenges. I felt (laughs) he's even saying this in his post. It's like, you can feel like an exile. And I did. I felt like an exile. I felt like the black sheep. I felt like Moses. Like I was like walking through the desert. (laughs) I'm literally like, where are we going? What am I doing? what's my purpose? I would like, look at my husband. I'd be like, I feel purposeless. 
you know, I've talked about in the past show where significance is one of my top strengths, my top five strengths. I think it's number four for me. And I'm like, dude, I like have shifted from this perspective of like, I don't just want success. I want significance. Like I want significance. I want impact. I want to make a difference. I want to matter. I want to live a life where people like I made change in people's lives. Like that's what I'm about. That's not success to me. Like successes are are like accomplishments. That's like how I've measured my successes. And now after accomplishing so many things, I'm like, I don't want to just check lists. I want to like impact. I want to be a significant person. I don't want to just like walk through the earth, you know, just being a person that's, you know, selfishly achieving slash, you know, not living in, in, in a living a significant life. That's just not who I want to be. And that comes with a lot of pressure that I have to constantly manage. But for me, it's been significance. And these last couple of months I have felt so insignificant. I have felt, isn't that funny? I bet you guys would never think that, but, but you got to know this because this is what helps us all stay human is I've really combated just like, am I, am I making a difference? Am I, am I really helping people? Like, what am I doing? What are the next thing? Like, you're just fixated on like being trapped in this middle, in this middle where you're not where you are, you're not who you are, but you're not who you're going to be. And you're not where you're going. You're in this tension of the middle of grief and anxiety, stress and depression. You're in this middle pocket. And that's where I've lived for the last six months. And it was awful. And I want to give you guys some tips if you find yourself in that stage now, okay? A couple of tips for you if you're in disorientation. Try your best as much as it is to be. That was so hard for me. So like where I would get so like my mind would just race and race and race and race and like, where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? What am I doing? What's my next thing? What's my next thing? I had to like stop because I was, I was trying to focus on that. So I wouldn't be like constantly focusing on how sad I was <laughs> and like the grief I was processing. Right. I had to just find a way to just be content to not be like anguishing over professional, like, a, like the next professional things. I actually had offers on the table for things. I didn't say yes to them. And I think old me would have old me would have been like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. I need to like make it, I need to like know where I'm going. So I'm just going to choose this thing. And I chose to sit in, in, in a little bit of the tension of like, Hey, I'm not going to like sign off on this yet. I'm going to like, just hold on. I'm going to just allow myself to like, I did a lot of yoga. I'm going to yoga today. (laughs) You know, a lot of like working out self-care, quiet time, not distraction, not like just but you know what? Like I love Daisy Jones and the Six, baby. Oh, it's the best show ever. Like I've I've gotten so much inspiration from watching that show. So like things that are inspiring you. That was my next thing was like creating. You know, I picked up my camera again, guys. I picked up my camera. I told myself that I was going to do that um, before the end of last year and I didn't do it, but that's okay. I did it this year and I started and I picked it up again and I was like, oh my God, like why did I put so much pressure on this? <laughs> I'm going to actually probably do an episode about that too, about like things that we put off. But I picked up my camera again. It was so good for me, just the creating. And what this does is when you allow yourself to be in a time that feels disorienting, you can dream. You can like dream a little bit. You can create some space to dream. And I think when you're sandwiched between grief and anxiety, dreaming is the meat, man. I think it's the way through. It's the way through. If you're if you're eating an you know, anxiety to like depression sandwich, the way the, the, the meat of it all is just dream you know, because if you can dream, it's going to inspire the grief to lift because it's like, Hey, there's life beyond this moment that just feels like it's going to swallow me whole. And if you're having so much anxiety, it's going to quell some of that knowing like, Hey, like there's more for me 
and it's, and I can work it out. Like, I don't have to like have so much anxiety about what could be when I'm actually giving myself space to dream and create about what could be. I don't have to think about it, you know, to the point of like being in my mind, thinking about it and like just chasing anxious thoughts. I can actually sit in something that feels inspiring and I can like feel it in my heart, you know? That's what I have learned from coming through a disorientation stage, this middle, this middle tension, my midlife crisis. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was literally walking around being like, I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm having a midlife crisis. I was like, this is what happens. I was like, hey, at least I didn't go out and like drop like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on something that I didn't need, you know? <laughs> at least I didn't, at least I wasn't reckless. I was reckless in my head. In my head, I was like, I am so uncomfortable. I'm going to pick up my life. I'm going to leave. I'm going to move. I'm going to run. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to start over. I'm going to be a new person. I'm going to move to England. I'm going to like start a new life. I'm going to, you know, that that's what was going on inside my head, (laughs) but I didn't act out on any of those things. I'm going to change my name. No one's going to know who I am, (laughs) which leads you into stage five. Once you can move through this, this, even if you're still in this middle, there's opportunity for what he says is stage five, which is called discovery. This is the stage where you figure out what or where next. And he, this is so good. This is so good. And this is what I did. God, I, I got to read this book. This is just from his Instagram. I'm like, what does the book say? I'm like, I'm like ordering it today. I mean, I'll be sure to link everything because this guy is dead on, man. He said, pay attention and acknowledge your desires of what do you want to do next? What do you love? If you're going to build a future, why not build one that you'll actually enjoy living? I love this. The discovery season, I feel, is an opportunity for two things. One, it's, an, it's a chance to return to old dreams. And two, it's a chance to begin new dreams. I really feel like in discovery, if there's something that you feel like you've set on hold for a long time, maybe it's time to pick it back up. You know, maybe if like you've put something down that's a deep love of yours, maybe it's time to, to, to maybe nurture that. Like, what are the things of your heart that your heart is calling to you that maybe you've, you've put on the shelf because you've been grinding? You know, I did an interview with my, with my good friend Aspen on the show that said, you know, we keep saying we're going to, we're going to work for these lives. When are we going to start living them? And that's, that's like kind of what I've realized through this discovery stage is, you know, I've worked my ass off to be able to have so much flexibility and, and freedom, but people believe a lie that once you have more, that you'll have more. Do you know what I'm saying? People think like, oh, if I had more money, then I could do X, Y, then I could go live out those dreams, possibly. Or you might be so afraid to lose it that you never go and actually invest and live in those things because you're still dealing with the same scarcity that you have when you have nothing. I'm just going to sigh there for a minute. People believe so many lies about money and about about success. A lot of it isn't their fault because I think they're shown a false picture. I don't think people are truly seeing what success can bring because it can bring so many good things, but it can bring hard things, challenging things. And, and yes, freedom and flexibility exists when we can put the time and the energy in to create the business that we want to create or the career we want to create online. But if we're a prisoner to it in our mind, if we're a prisoner to it in our life, then, then what did we really set out to do? 
And I think I, I had a conversation this past weekend. I actually got to speak, which is the next thing. Like, you know, what new dreams do you have? Old dreams, new dreams. I'm here for all of it. And this all happens in this discovery time. I was actually speaking this past weekend at my business coach, Kristen Boss's leadership summit. And I spoke to a bunch of leaders. I think there was a couple thousand leaders there and online. And I got to speak to leaders and I had many conversations with a lot of leaders this, this weekend. And a lot of them, I found themselves where I was, you know, a year ago of feeling like they had invested so much into this thing, this time, this energy. And there were so many things they loved about it, but the pace or the, 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 the fullness of the, of their, of their, investment into the thing was taking a toll because they had put a lot of life on hold in the process, you know, and, and again, putting your life on hold to build something, it works, it works. And if you're going to do it, know that you will get where you're trying to go quickly, but it will, there will be a cost tag attached. And if you're okay with the cost tag attached, burnout, fatigue, you know, not seeing a ton of people really, you know, then, then go do it. I think what I've observed is that a lot of people have grinded so hard and then they get to that place that they were working towards. They actually did create security. They actually did create financial gains for their family, but they never got out of that scarcity and they kept this, that, that pattern of, of grind just took such a toll long past its expiration date. And I think that that's what's actually done the harm, not actually putting the life on the hold to grind. I'm getting on, I'm, I'm digressing. But I was having conversations with leaders who were talking about how like, you know, they picked up a, a hobby and they were just like, oh, like I'm enjoying my life. I'm, I did this new thing that I didn't know that I loved. And man, I just, I, you know, I got back into reading again. I just love reading. And I just feel like, you know, why do we think we can't make time for that stuff? You know, I was over here just pouring my blood, sweat, tears into this, into, into the business that I have now. And, uh, you know, I put down my photography like completely, I stopped doing it completely. And like I said, part of me believed that, that I had to, part of me was really burned out from it. And I talked about this in my burnout episode that like, I knew if, but this is, this is the kicker. I knew if I actually stopped doing what I was doing now because I was burned out and I didn't find a way through it, that I would just repeat those cycles. And I refused to do that. So in this season, I thought, you know what? I'm going to see what it's like for me to pick up my camera and work my business because I set it down and I thought I had to give that up. You know, maybe right now you think you need to give up your business to go do X, Y, and Z. No, 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 no. What if you could do both? What if you could create safety around having your current business and then pick up something that's a new dream and see if you can do it at the same time? Because what that will do is that creates a really great feeling that creates self-trust, that you don't have to abandon one thing after another. You know what I'm saying? What's the point of like putting all this time and energy into something and then just abandoning it? You know, because you, because you're burned out because you, because you have poor systems because you can't handle it because this, I feel like is the transition. This is the, this is an opportunity to do transition well. This is an opportunity to do the middle well. This is an opportunity to figure this stuff out well, to maybe pick back up an old dream to maybe put in time for a new dream. Like, again, I'm doing both at the same time. I'm literally like, oh my God, I 
literally did a photo shoot a week ago. It was amazing. I had so much joy. I'm podcasting to you today. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I literally got off an amazing coaching call the other day with my team and I had a blast coaching them, serving them, working with them. And then I spoke this past weekend in Denver. Do you want to know what? I felt so fulfilled. (laughs) I felt so fulfilled. I was like, I'm doing all the things I love and that I made for. This is amazing. But we don't think that we can do it. We don't think that we can do it. So we stay in these awful patterns or we stay playing small or we stay hiding or we stay confused. Discovery is the chance for you to figure out, you know, what are people saying that I'm good at? Where do I have, where have I experienced success before or currently? You know, where, where is there, you know, unusual favor or gifting in your life? Maybe you're, and and here's the twist of it all. Maybe you're actually in the exact right spot you need to be. That was another thing I had to come and realize from, from all of this. Okay. And this is leading to the last part, the fucking truth, gang. (laughs) This is the fucking truth. You might be exactly where you need to be right now in that middle space, in that tension, in that uncertainty, in these shifts, in the separation, you, whatever stage you find yourself in, you might be exactly where you need to be right now. You don't have to rush yourself out of it. You don't got to hurry yourself through it. You might be exactly where you need to be. You might, that was the thing that surprised me so much through this whole conversation, this whole midlife crisis, where I was like, what am I doing? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? What am I going to be doing with my life? And part of me felt like I wasn't doing good enough at what I was doing. Or, you know, I thought, well, I should be, you know, this, or, you know, I thought by now, if I was this, then I would have this. Those are all bullshit lies. And what it leads to the truth of it all is when we actually submit to this process and we allow ourselves to sit in it, what I have found was that in a moment, like literally gang, you could have called me up, call up David, call up my best friend who was visiting me here. I was literally the end of March. It was literally having like a panic attack being like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what? First week of April, it shifted. And I don't really know why. I think, well, maybe I do. I, I took my power back. I talked about that on my last episode. I took some power back and I realized I have gifts. I have talents. I'm, I I know I'm here for a reason. I don't see it all coming together yet, but I'm just going to take my power back in this moment and be like, this moment is exactly where I need to be with the influence, with the significance, with the people that I'm connected to. This is more than enough. And I took my power back and I chose to stand in what Craig Cooney calls stage six of transition. And gang, I'm just like, wow, I I think I went through all six stages. (laughs) It's called emergence. Emergence is the stage where you cross the Jordan and you take your promised land. You have crossed the line. You are walking in what you have longed to see. Your prayers have been answered. The stage can feel like a rebirth. And like any birth, the process of getting there is usually messy and painful but what emerges is beautiful and makes the labor worthwhile. Also, be aware often that when you reach your destination or you reach your new place, because I know we never arrive, it's not how you imagined it to be. Your expectations have changed. You have changed. The you that emerges from the transition process is not the same that entered it. 
sometimes the reality of life in our promised land is harder or more challenging than we would have ever imagined, at least initially. But that doesn't mean that you're in the wrong place. It takes time to acclimate and adapt to your new environment, to the new you. This might be new, but it's not yet normal. You have entered. Now take time to get established. So profound. Profound. That's literally what happened. That's literally what happened. I went from all of those stages, you guys, over the last almost two years, I literally went through disruption. My life was turned upside down. I literally felt like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I can no longer go this path. I have to make a new path. I have to do something different. I can't stay here anymore. And it changed overnight and it got rocky fast, which led me to the second I was detached, I had to detach from my old self. I had to detach from this image of myself. You know, I have people still come up to me every, all the time. They're like, I can't believe how different you look. I look physically different than I used to look. You know what I mean? You're changing, you're, you're shifting. It's, it's uncomfortable. You're detaching from these old ideas, these old concepts. Maybe you're awakening to something and and it's changing and then it's affecting people. You're separating, you're separating yourself from old ideas, old ways of being, old influences. You may lose people along the way. It gets really hard. You're like, what the heck? That's okay. I, I anticipated this, but not that, which leads to disorientation. You feel like you are walking through the desert. You're walking blind. You have no clue what's going on. You're in the messy middle. You're not who you were. You're not where you're, where you're going to be. And you're just in this purgatory place of what the fuck am I doing with my life? Which leads to discovering who you are. If you choose to step into it, lean into it. If you choose to seek out discovery as man, there's more here. I'm not, all of this has a purpose. It has a meaning. I'm being guided somewhere. I haven't reached discovery yet, but I'm on my path. I'm dreaming. I'm thinking I'm, I'm open. I'm healing. I'm resting. I'm investing in me in the world and all of those things. And the fucking truth. If you allow this process to exist, You have the chance to emerge into every single thing that you're meant to be. And maybe it will come with flashing lights or or this big door opening. Or maybe it will be these like things that just like present themselves. Maybe you'll get the craziest opportunity and it will be like a sign in the sky. I begged God for a sign. I begged him for a sign in the sky. You know what? I didn't get a sign in the sky. But what I got was this overwhelming sense of clarity. And it came almost instantly. March, I wanted to give up. March, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? April, I emerged. I emerged. And I can tell you that if you can walk through this process that feels like you're being ripped in half and you're losing your mind, (laughs) if you can stay the course, be kind and gentle with yourself, I do believe you can emerge into someone great and extraordinary. And if you're not in the emergent stage yet, let me just tell you, it feels good. It feels so good, so right, so true. And you'll know, you'll know. I didn't know if I would know. I'd be walking around, what, what, shouldn't I know? Shouldn't I know? Shouldn't I know? And remember, I stayed the course still feeling uncertain. I didn't abandon anything. I stayed the course still feeling uncertain, still not knowing what the heck, even though I wanted to, even though I wanted to move to England, change my life, change my name. I didn't, I just waited. I just waited, not passively, not idly, 
not wanting someone else to come save it. I just waited for God to keep his end of the promise. And he did. Gang, I'm praying for you that this is your emergence season. I'm believing that whoever's listening to this today, that you're going to find yourself in one of these stages and know that this is, you're not crazy. You're not losing your mind. That we're all going through this together in some way or another, but it's pushing us and pulling us into where we need to go and who we're going to be. Don't abandon this process. Stick with it. I wanted to give it up and I'm glad I didn't. This has been the most fulfilling month I've had in so long. And nothing really crazy happened. I just woke up and was like, this is who I am. And suddenly I knew that this is what I was going to be and do. And I could rest in knowing that all these pieces together had been presenting themselves all along. It was giving myself permission to do the hard shifts, give myself permission to separate from what no longer aligned, to give myself the permission to sit in discomfort and keep going, even though I didn't want to. It was giving myself the permission to pick up old dreams and to embrace new ones, to feel like I was really accessing what I'm meant to do. An emergence, coming forward, stepping out and entering where you're, who, you're, who you want to be and where you want to go. Be okay with the process. Be okay with the transition. I know the middle's hard, but the fucking truth is that you're going to make it. You're going to make it.